Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. We are ex-Mormon Christians united for Jesus. Find us at unveilingmormonism.com. That's unveilingmormonism.com. My name is Lynn Wilder, and this is co-host... Yes, Michael Wilder. I'm the same. Uh, She hasn't fired me yet, so that's good. Um, And we've just had, oh my gosh, just great episodes here with Richard. I just, uh, I was getting so intense on the last one. I forgot to do the stuff I'm supposed to be doing, Uh, but uh, it's it's great. So we've got another one today and it's going to be even more exciting. This is part five with Richard Dodger. Richard Dodger was LDS, kind of started LDS cinema about 20 some years ago. And um, God spoke to him one day, told him Mormonism wasn't true. He kind of wandered in the wilderness for about 10 years, lost his family and his wife and um, his donors <laughs> to his film. And um, had kind of a spiritual experience while going to a Christian church. And we're going to start there, Richard. What what were some of the ahas that God was giving you as you began to return to thinking that you might believe in Jesus and he might be real and he might have a place in your life again? Well, it was, um, it, it was actually a, I wouldn't say so much. It was an aha. And there, there weren't like, um, it was, it was just the, the, um, infusion of the spirit of the Lord, because, um, as I was drawn to this little Christian community, and then because of that was drawn back into, um, the new Testament. Um, and I, and I, and I just loved, you know, reading and studying. And it was like, okay, these things that I, you know, hadn't understood because the Mormonism was able to dive in and learn that. And the Lord was just speaking to me through through the community, through the word. I returned to prayer. And um it was just my my heart was turning back to him, or he was turning my heart back back to him. And so it, it was just uh that was where where love was, that was where peace was, that was where I was drawn. You know, it was, it was just like I said, when I felt like when I knew that I was home and I think that's a great way that, to put it was I, I knew that I had, at least the door was open. I had been brought home by a loving brother that I didn't know I even had. And it was like being in the, in the entrance way and then starting to explore home and getting deeper and deeper into home and um, just knowing that this was where I was supposed to be. And feeling that, uh, feeling the Lord's Spirit with me again, and and uh, and I just knew that that part of me again, where you know we talked earlier in the earlier episodes about how I'd had that struggle between the filmmaking and the uh, and wanting to be a man of God and have my relationship with the Lord, and then it you know at, at one point it came together beautifully, and then it came apart, and at the time I I was brought back to the church, Christian church. To the Lord, I should say. That's a better way of saying it. Before I was a member of a church. Now I was in the body of Christ. I was with the Lord. And um, the more that uh, I was there, I felt like I just had to give up the filmmaking again because it, 
it had drawn me away and the kind of films I was working on. I was doing a lot of writing as a script, as a, as a writer for hire. So I was getting hired to write all kinds of stuff. None of it had anything to do with the Lord and uh, the gospel. And, and so I just wanted to put it all away or thought I had to. And so I was finding myself nightly praying to the Lord, just, you know, show me what you want me to do. Obviously it's not filmmaking, you know, <laughs> that was in my mind. And I was, and so I was like, if you want to send me to Venezuela to be a missionary for something, do that or Africa or whatever, just let me know. But I do remember praying. I said, when, when you do let me know, please. I, I didn't have a very high opinion of my own spiritual senses at that time. So I was saying, please let me know, uh, you know, pound me on the head because I'm dumb sometimes and I might not notice. So show, just show me what you want me to do, but make sure that I hear it. And uh, the interesting thing is, is as I was praying this um, every week at church, there was a guy at church. His name was Danny, a little bit older than me, but he had come up to me and he said, Hey, I, he knew I was a filmmaker and he was like, Hey, I just saw this, this video on YouTube. It's a 17 minute testimony of this kid who was a Mormon missionary and he became a born again Christian while he was a missionary. You got to see it. It's 17 minutes long. And I remember the first time he told me that, and I'm being polite, but I had no intention of ever watching this thing. My eyes were just wanting to roll back in my head. And I was like, that's, I, you know, I have no interest in anything Mormon. Yeah. And, and he was just like, you know, but this is a story you're going to, you might want to make a movie out of this. And I was just like, it's the last thing I'm ever going to do is make a movie about has anything to do with Mormonism again, unless it's the Joseph <laughs> Smith film and I get to tell it the way I want to now, then I'll do it. <laughs> so I kept putting him off and every Sunday that I would see him, he would say, did you watch that? And he would always say the 17 minute testimony. And I'd say, no, Danny, I, I didn't get around to it. And I kept just putting him off, never intending to watch it. <laughs> and, and then after several weeks of this going on, and I'd been praying for a long time for the Lord to show me what he wanted me to do. It was Saturday night and I was in my uh, Airstream trailer. And uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to see Danny. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to see Danny. He's going to ask me again about that 17 minute testimony. I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch this thing. So, so I can shut him up. <laughs> so I flop open my laptop. I find it on YouTube and I start watching it. And, uh, and I felt it, the, the best way to describe it is I, I felt like instantly I was drawn into it halfway through. I had to stop because the emotions were too strong. And I felt like I, I had an angel on each side of me, just like pushing my head towards the screen. Stop. Watch the rest of it started pacing back and forth, just going, no, 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 no. And I sat down and watched it again, watched it again. And, uh, and I just knew, uh, and I started having a conversation with the Lord where I was, I was like, really? I was like, really? You want me to, cause I knew instant. I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to make a movie about this. And I started pacing and I was like, really, you want me to make, about a Mormon missionary who becomes a Christian. And uh, so I was resisting, but I had, but I absolutely knew that this was what it was. And uh, 
So the next day, you know, I see Danny and he's like, did you watch it? And I was like, yes, Danny, I watched it. <laughs> and, and you're right. And do you know how to get in touch with uh, this guy? And he's like, no, but they have a ministry. It's, you know, here's Adams Road Ministry. Go on their website. So I went home after church, found a number for the ministry and called the Adams Road Ministry where this young man whose name was Micah Wilder, uh, which he was heading up that ministry. So I called, left a message saying, hey, I don't know if you know who I am, but my name's Richard Dutcher and I used to be LDS. I was a filmmaker, made a couple of movies. And um, anyway, I saw your video on YouTube and I thought, you know, if you're interested in exploring whether you'd like maybe make a film out of this, give me a call. And I uh, hung up and uh, then I didn't hear from him. So I get, you know, the day Sunday passed, Monday passed. I think Monday passed and I thought, oh, okay, I'm out of the way. Oh, good. Okay. I was you know, <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I don't have to do this. <laughs> um, and I don't want to say like I, it was just like, I, I didn't really what it was. I didn't want to do anything that had anything to do with Mormonism. And I didn't know how you could, how I would get the money for this film or whatever. I just knew that this is what the Lord wants me to do but I was reluctant. And then I thought I was off the hook. And then Tuesday morning I go to the gym and I get a phone call and it's from Florida. And I thought, huh, that's where that ministry was. So I answer it and it's like, hi, I'm Micah Wilder. I got your message that was on the machine. And, and I was like, oh, so we started to talk and, and uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I know who you are. And we've, you know, we're familiar with your movies and yeah, we'd, I'd love to talk with you about, you know, maybe, turning this into a movie. And, and I said, great. And so I'm thinking, okay, we'll get together. And I was like, are you, are you coming through Utah anytime, you know, in the future thinking maybe in a few months we'd sit down and, and uh, talk about it. And he's like, no, we're not, we're not having any trips planned there, but, but, but we run a bed and breakfast part of the ministry. Part of what uh, finances the ministry is a bed and breakfast here in Florida. And, you know, can we, we'll fly you down and, you know, we'll just meet here at the, at the hotel. And, so I said, okay. And he and he goes, How about Thursday? <laughs> Which you know, it was like Tuesday, this was happening. And so I was thinking again, I was thinking this is going to be a couple of weeks. And he's like, How about Thursday? And so I think, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so fly down to Florida. Micah picks me up at the airport and uh brings me to the hotel. And uh and I find him just to be as genuine as he was in the in the video. And then I meet the other people in the ministry here at the Edgewater Hotel, which is actually where I'm speaking right now from. It's a little bit of a spoiler alert there, I guess, but uh, a spoiler alert that came after the spoiler. <laughs> but, and I just fell in love with the people, with the ministry, and spent a couple of days talking with everyone. Mike and I sat down at the end of that, and and we decided, yeah, we're we're going to do this. And uh, I had a, a fascinating experience the night after I got here where I was sitting out by the fountain in Winter Garden right outside the hotel. The Edgewater Hotel is a little fountain in the center of the historic little village of Winter Garden. And uh, looking over at the hotel, looking around and feeling, again, it was like I just knew I was exactly where the Lord wanted me to be. Mm. The first time I'd had that feeling in a very, very long time. And wow. uh and so I already knew that, okay, this is before we even made the final decision to move forward with the film is like, I knew 
that it was going to happen and that this is where I was going to be. So when we decided that, Micah, uh, I, I explained to him, he's, he was about halfway through with his manuscript for his book, Passport to Heaven, which another visual aid here, um, which tells his story of being a, an LDS missionary in Florida and then um, having contact with a couple of Christian ministers and then diving into the word and then having his own conversion and, and being born again while he was a missionary. And he was working on the manuscript, finishing that up. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to need all that material because I, I want to start working on the script right away. And um, but I I also want to just talk to everybody who had anything to do with the story that we can possibly talk to. So he was going to set me up. But I said, you know, this is going to be a process. I may have to come back to Florida several times to do this. And he said, well, why don't you just move in here with us? He's like, we you know, we, we got a room that you could, you could live in here and then you could just write the script here. And, uh, I really honestly at that point had no reason to be in Salt Lake other than I was just used to living there. And, uh, so I, you know, the kid, my children were living with their mother, uh, those who were still in the home. And so, and that was, they had now moved to Oregon because they had to get away from <laughs> the, uh, after the, you know, the family being pretty much ostracized um, and having bad experiences at school and my wife having, ex-wife having bad experiences in the community, they just decided to move and had ended up in Oregon. So they were gone. So I decided to move to Florida. And um, and basically since that time, I've, I've been here with um, some stints in Utah working on raising, trying to raise money for the film. Um, but working on the script and finishing it um, was uh, a wonderful experience. Absolutely wonderful to dive into this, to, to Micah's story, and then to dive into the stories of the people that were a part of that story in some way. And uh, the script, as it turned out, was very, it was different from the book, not in, you know, the same story. And it, they're both very true and very factual. But I, I decided that the film had to be told in a different way than the than the story that was told in the book. Of course, they're two different mediums, so that totally makes sense. But I was able to, so those of you who've loved the book, when you finally do get to see the movie, all the stuff that's in the book is in the movie, but there's a whole lot of uh, of uh, other stuff as well. And I'm incredibly uh, proud of the the movie, the script. I know Mike is very proud of the script. and um, And right now we're at the point where script's all done. It's great, and we're mm. moving forward, trying to to find the the money to get the film made. Again, this is like it's kind of my wheelhouse now because you know it's like I can't go to any distributors to get the the movie financed because who's going to want to make a who's going to want to finance a movie about a Mormon missionary who becomes a a born again Christian? <clears throat> I don't think Warner Brothers is going to be interested in that. <laughs> no, but you would hope a few Christians would. Yes, I'm hoping, and I and I'm in the process now of you know starting to do what I've always done, which is just pick up the phone and and start to call people and start to meet with anybody and talk to anybody who might be interested in investing or or donating through the through the ministry, and uh, that's a it's a process. It's uh, it's a difficult process because again, like every time I've started down this, you know, we start basically with well, here we are, we've got a beautiful. Now it's a little different. The movie uh, has to be made, and I know the Lord will get it made. But we're in the same place where I've always been, which is like, okay, I don't know any multimillionaires 
who are going to just step in and finance this. So I've got to go find them. I've got to find, you know, and it doesn't have to be multimillionaires. You know, we've got a, a structure and everything worked out so people can invest smaller amounts or donate amounts through the Adams Road Ministry. But but that's where we are. So, uh, um, and uh, I guess I, I, I want to tell a really... Micah, of course, didn't tell me this story when I first arrived at the hotel. And it took, you know, maybe a year or more after we were well into working on on the screenplay. And uh, he said one day, he goes, hey, I got to tell you a story, something you don't know about. <laughs> so I was like, OK, uh, what is it? And he says, so about way back in 2008, after my mission was done and I had come to Florida and I was working at the Edgewater Hotel and I was talking to a friend of mine and I was saying, hey, you know, we knew that I was going to make it. I was going to write this out in a book, but I thought maybe this would be a good movie. Well, if anybody ever makes this movie, I'd want it to be Richard Dutcher. I can testify that. Absolutely. I've heard I heard him say that in those early years. <laughs> well, and of course, they didn't know me. You know, we'd never met or anything, of course, but um and as I understand it, you know, they kind of thought about it and, you know, prayed about it and decided, no, that when the time's right, he's going to come to us. And then several years passed by. And then maybe again in 2015 or 16, Mike is well into writing his book, Passport to Heaven, of course, so I bring that back up again. And he goes, you know, I just feel like we got to get something going on this movie. And, you know, do you think we should reach out to Dutcher? And they thought it over again. You know, when the time's right, he's going to come to us. And uh, I got the impression from Micah that he wasn't really happy with that <laughs> it was like response, but it was like, okay. And of course you have to, now that you guys know what was going on in the same time period, you know, in 2008, I was in despair because 2007 was when I came, I was public with my leaving the church by 2015, I was still in the darkness later. I, I think it was probably around 2017 was when 2018 was when, Micah walked into the ministry office and turned on, listened to the messages and and heard my message saying, hey, my name is Richard Dutcher. I don't know if you guys know who I am. <laughs> um, and yeah. this whole process from the whole thing and meeting everyone, it's been so, so at Lynn, as you say, you know, it's been a God thing from start to finish. And and now as I look forward on all the work that is that we want that I want that we have to do for Jesus is enough. Um, seeing all the ways that the Lord has prepared through my career to get me to the point, not just in the filmmaking, but in learning how to distribute a film, how to, you know, how to finance it. It's like, uh, and then how we're going to distribute this film once it's done. It's like the Lord's been preparing me for this my entire life. And uh, it's a wonder. I'm so grateful. You know, yeah. to, to wow. be here. Yeah. The, you know, it's 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 interesting. Uh, so here's a story behind a story behind a story. So uh, now, this is my own interpretation. I could be wrong. I was wrong once back in 1971, I think. Um, but overall, I'm pretty good on top of this stuff. I think I told Micah. Now, Lynn, you know me. I think I told Micah many, many years ago, if you're going to make a movie, it needs to be made by Richard Dutcher. 
So I think I put that in his mind. I don't know. What do you think, Lynn? You think I did that? I, well, we, I knew. we certainly, our whole family certainly loved States of Grace, of Grace. the movie. And, Absolutely. But, uh, okay, I won't take credit for it, but I think I did. Well, and, <laughs> and I had a little bit of history with Richard because when Richard was telling his story, he left out the part that his parents moved when he was in high school and he didn't want to move with them. He wanted to finish high school where he was. And I... Were you class president, maybe, and you were <laughs> editor of the school paper or something? Uh, student body vice president and editor of the newspaper, yeah. So he didn't want to move with his parents, so he lived in his car yeah. and went to high school. So he was homeless for a time. So one of my expertise with my doctorate is homelessness, and the feds had asked me to do an article for a website on homelessness. And I'd heard through the grapevine that that filmmaker had been homeless for a time. And so I got a hold of his wife. And of course, he was too busy to talk to me directly, Richard Dutcher, but his wife <laughs> took the questions and got answers and got them to me. And so uh, we should really go to that website and see if that article is still up there. But uh, we did find it, didn't we, a couple of years ago? Wow. Well, I mean, I'd have funny. to get an addendum here because I know my mother's going to listen to this. So I want to make sure that when I, I didn't start out living in my car, when they moved, we had arrangements for me to live with a, an LDS family. Um, but I only lasted there, if, you know, maybe a month or so. I just, I didn't want to live there. I would rather live in my car than there. There were nice people, but I they lived very differently than my family lived. And I didn't want to do that. So I chose. I chose to live in my car um, until I could find, so back and forth, I'd find a place to sleep and then I'd be in my car and then, but it wasn't, my mother didn't just leave me in a car. I want to make sure that's clear. Well, no. I mean, yeah. you said you chose that because you wanted to yeah. stay, right? And finish yeah. high school there. But so now we're at the precipice of this movie called Jesus is Enough. Right. Richard, how can people who are interested um, in donating or learning about the movie get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me. Um, this is the this is a, a preliminary poster concept that we have for the film. Um, Jesus is enough. The um, true story of a Mormon missionary's journey to Christ. And um, I, I, gosh, this is going to be such a powerful movie, and it's so important because it's uh, um, I. I not, I mean, not just for the Christian community, but for, I, I want, as I was writing the script, I was thinking, how do I, how would I make a movie that would reach like me in, even before I had had that experience when I was a devout Mormon, how could I get this? How could I tell the story in a way that would get through to that guy, you know, the devout Mormon. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that, and then how can I save people from the 10 years of wandering in the darkness like I did? So uh, I am so passionate about this film, but yeah, and yes, we are so, we have so far to go to finance the film, to get it made so that we can get it to those people. So anybody out there, I'm, I'm just pleading with you, if you can afford to, to, to invest, if you know someone who has the funds that could invest in a major way, please get to me. If you can, if you can donate even a small amount to help me get to the, continue to meet and travel and, 
um, and eat while I'm doing this. Please help out. And you can do that by by um, going to the AdamsRoadMinistry.com website, and uh, you you can donate through there and leave a little note just saying you know if that this is for the film project, and that way it'll we'll make sure that it goes there. Um, so that's if you can donate anything from five dollars to however many thousands of dollars you want to donate. This is a real film, by the way. This isn't a documentary film. This is, well, I guess some people say documentaries are real films, but this is a Hollywood style telling of the story and it's rather epic. Um, it's not what you would expect just from the subject matter. It is a big story and we go deep <laughs> into uh, um, the simplicity of the gospel. I think that's a beautiful way of saying it. We go deep and powerfully into the simplicity of the gospel. Um, and Which basically is Jesus is enough. Yeah. Which is why the movie is called that. You know, it's not called Passport to Heaven, which was a great title for the book, but this is a, um, but for the movie, the message, the audience, we're, Jesus is enough. It's the movie. Yeah. And so go to that website. If you know of anyone or if you yourself can invest in the film, um, then you'll call me and uh, uh, or email me at richard at edgewaterfilm.com. That's richard at edgewaterfilm.com. Um, or go to the adamsroadministry.com and uh, and donate through there with a note saying that uh, it's for the film. And if, uh, if you can do a monthly donation or whatever, you can also do that through there, but you, you just need to make sure you, once you get on there, you can notify the ministry what it's for if you're at all confused. My wife keeps great notes. You can contact Lynn, <laughs> yes. you know, and and she can get back to Richard or you could even contact me, uh, which I would pass on to my wife, Lynn, <laughs> and then she so would un contact un Richard. Unveilinggracepodcast.com. <laughs> yes, unveilinggracepodcast.com. Um, yeah. For your listeners, I want to throw it out there just because I'm excited about it too. But as I was working on this script, I realized what the sequel to the film would be and had to be. And so uh, uh, most of the world doesn't, has never heard this yet, but, and it's one of the, as soon as Jesus is enough is successful, we're moving on to Jesus is enough part two unveiling grace, which is the story of Lynn and Michael Wilder and their family and what happened after the events of, uh, of the first film. So that's exciting too. Grace and peace to you, Richard. Thank you so much um, for sharing with the audience your heart.